Coming to you from Silva, North Carolina, this is DVD Sportscast College Football with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And this episode is entitled Championship Weekend. That's right, we've officially ended the regular season of the 2021 college football season. We're coming into conference championships. This has been the wildest ride I've been on in a long time. What are you thinking? Like, I mean, uh, I, I'm just glad the regular season's over, dude. I'm just ready for next season. <laughs> I'm ready to see who wins. Well, I mean, as a Clemson fan, I can yeah, understand that. Yeah, as a Clemson fan. As a Georgia fan, I'm I'm trying to see who's what's going to happen because, you know, we could choke. We could, you know, not make it. I don't know, dude. But I I'm mean, ready. for for an overall, you know, college football aspect, it's definitely been one of the better seasons. You know, there's not one, you know, overbearing, like, for sure championship contender i mean georgia georgia's in the talks for it but you know you don't know how they're going to match up against alabama they have a bad history with matching up against alabama i mean michigan played a good game against ohio state but how would they match up against everybody else like everything is still into question even though these are really good teams and it's been a really good season yeah, I mean, we had so many upsets, so many hires and fires, like, mid-season. Yeah. I mean, we had, you know, the Oregon-Ohio State upset week two. Yeah. And, I mean, we've had a lot of crazy things. I mean, an unranked Texas A&M taking down Alabama, giving them a top 25 bid and a run for it, you know, and ended up 7-4, and four, losing yeah. to LSU. <laughs> But, uh, you know, congratulations to LSU for being bowl eligible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you fire your head coach and all of a sudden you're bowl eligible. Yeah, so. so it's just been a wild ride. This college, I mean, coming out of the 2020 season where it was like, you know, we disagreed with Ohio State getting in there and how there was a bunch of unfair bias and all this stuff. And it was like who you thought was going to win was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like this one was so different because you, like, like no one is safe was the theme of this season. I feel like... Every season is, you know, always a wild ride. There's always something that plays into it. But one thing that's different about this season compared to others is, like, other seasons you had an idea of who was going to be in the playoffs. You know, Alabama, Clemson, maybe Georgia. Georgia was always in the talks. Uh, Ohio State, same situation. And, you know, Oklahoma was in there. Oregon on the outskirts. Oregon was always on the outskirts. Like, it was always, like, one of those. You had a handful of teams if you were lucky, not even lucky, you could probably most likely pick the top four teams. This season, it was just like from day one, it was everybody fend for themselves. And, you know, you have Clemson just just barely in the top 20. They're right at 20. And you have Ohio State who, you know, most likely if all things are right in the mind for the committee, Ohio State will not be in the playoffs. They're not going to even be in top five. Um you know, it's just it's all into question. I mean, Michigan's in there. Michigan yeah. beat Ohio State. If you if you asked me, if you told me at the beginning of the season that Michigan was going to be up fourteen to thirteen at halftime against Ohio State and then go on to win the game by two mm-hmm. touchdowns, I would have told you you're crazy, and that yeah. they would have ended up at number two going into championship weekend. I would have been like, no way over Alabama. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. you have a non-power five team in the top four which we'll talk about a little bit in a later on in the episode. Yeah. But, you know, all things are kind of different this season, but Definitely. in a good it's way. It's nice to see a change of power. Like, it's nice to not, I mean, I know as a Clemson fan, but it's nice to not see the same four teams show up in the top four. And it's actually pretty cool to see Cincinnati in the top four. Again, For we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. But, 
yeah, um, but just like, you know, just a quick recap from last week. We'll jump right in. You know, 20 NC State. They defeated UNC in a really close game, 34 to 30. Georgia oh, yes. gets their third shutout this season, defeating Tech 45 to 0. You know, a very uneventful Iron Bowl this year. Uh, it was very back and forth, but zeros on the scoreboard until uh, late in the second quarter where Auburn, you know, goes up 7 to 0, and then they go up 10 to 0. And then, you know, uh, near the end of the game, Alabama is able to score a field goal, 3-10. to set, three to ten, And then they get a huge 97-yard drive to the end to tie it and you know, like 53 seconds left. And then, you know, four overtimes. Yeah. Auburn doesn't score the extra point. I Alabama mean, does. So that's just what it comes down to. Bedlam, the Sooners get a big lead. Cowboys mount a comeback, and they end up knocking off number 10 Oklahoma. I mean, now they have – this is crazy. If you would have told me, too, that Oklahoma State would possibly have a playoff bid, at the end of the season, I would have said you're crazy. And then finally, like we mentioned earlier, the game, number two, Ohio State at five, Michigan, a very eventful matchup. Ohio State's offense is no match for the Michigan defense in the run game, and they take the win for the first time in 10 years, 42-27. to 27. So now we're going to move into TBD takeaways, where once again this week, as is every week, no one is safe. Nobody. So first up, Georgia. If you would have told me that at the end of the regular season – Georgia would be the one to be 12-0 and 0 and number one in the country. I would again say, no way, don't give me hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I'm, like, it makes me smile. Like, whenever I sit here, like, as a Georgia fan, when I hear them, you know, like, during the college football, you know, playoff ranking show, and they say, of course, number one, Georgia, I'm like, okay, like, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, and, and it... Don't it, get, don't yeah, get too used to it, because yeah, Clemson got the oh, same whatever. comments, and then we it, lost. <laughs> it scared me. Like, well, and I told you, like, when we, when Alabama lost to Texas A&M, and we got to number one spot. I told you it scared me because there was a new pressure on us. But I love the way Kirby reacted to it. He's like, it's just a ranking. Got to get finished the season. And he's done a great job with that. Um, so even with a loss to Bama, there's still a lock for the playoffs. Uh, Michigan, okay. <laughs> Michigan is a lot better than people thought. And I even said that. People were like, oh, no, Ohio State's going to destroy Michigan. Some of that might have been fan talk. But, like, I knew that Michigan's defense was going to stand up, and they did. And Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo, man, Wow. Yeah, I mean, first round, top five picks, possibly. So definitely, um, and so you know, Ohio State proved again. Like I said last week, as you know, as you know, I want to see Ohio State play Michigan. Like I want to see them play a good defense because Michigan State's defense is 112th in pass rushing. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's blood is passing right now. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They've got the number one wide receiver core in the country. Yep, Olave, Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Yep. I mean, and Michigan stood up. Like, Michigan covered the pass very well. I mean, there was a couple questionable calls here and there for pass interference, missed no calls and stuff like that. But, I mean, there was on Ohio State, too. I mean, it was a pretty fair call game for the most part. But it was really nice, <laughs> you know, to see, to see Michigan do it. Um, yeah, I mean. For the first time in 10 years. There was a big tendency within this past week, uh, you know, some questionable calls. But mm-hmm. we'll go into that a little bit later, too. <laughs> yeah. And finally, last takeaway Cincinnati for sure, and maybe Michigan and maybe Oklahoma State all need a Georgia win this weekend in the SEC Championship to get a lock in the playoffs. For all three teams, yes. Cincinnati really needs Georgia to win in order to lock into the playoffs. I mean, you're looking at Oklahoma State playing Baylor again, Mm -hmm. top 10 opponent, and you're looking at Cincinnati playing 21 Houston. And this is also assuming that Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma State all win their all championship. All win their championship yeah. games. Yeah. I mean, if all three went out, but Georgia loses, Cincinnati's out. 
Yeah, you probably. Know, it's it's going to be a Michigan, Alabama, Oklahoma State, Georgia. It's really playoff. crazy because Alabama is kind of like the keystone for this. Mm-hmm. Because if Alabama loses, they will drop out because there'll be two loss. Uh, but if they win, they're probably still going to be in. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll go over that in a second. But I mean, what a week! <laughs> a, a very big week. I mean, this we thought the college football playoffs was kind of confusing to begin with, but you know, it's just getting. Worse and worse, and my head hurts, man. <laughs> <laughs> me too. It's crazy because it's like, I mean, you know, Joe, Joey is obviously way ahead of me in our pick records at this point. But, I mean, there has been some times where it's been like, you know, I'm going to pick this team. They're going to win this game because of stats and because of records, and they just turn around and just the other team just wins it. I mean, yeah, you got to look at morale. You got to look at There's so many different factors that you got to look at. Luck. <laughs> luck, yeah. I mean, events that happen in practice, events that drama and stuff like that that happened beforehand what you practice all that stuff Uh, so many things go into go into place but you know you can always say that you know stats is an easy backbone into looking at things and sure if it's like a pretty you know if it's like clemson versus vanderbilt but like when it's down to you know two top 10 teams you really don't know stats isn't gonna help you very much so championship game of the week we're going with the sec championship this is number one georgia versus number three alabama at 4 p.m in the mercedes-benz dome in atlanta i mean you know this is the third time that georgia has played alabama in a big game that mattered first time was in the national championship we lost by three points second time was in the 2018 sec championship and we lost by touchdown finally third time's the charm we get to play him in the sec championship for a rematch and i don't know who's gonna win it it's really tough to pick, and I'm it's not going to pick first. <laughs> um, uh, but I am going to talk because this is this is you know my yeah. team. I'm going to talk as a fan and as an analyst. So I'm going to talk fan first. As a Georgia fan, you know a lot of us like to talk about like there's not a lot of hope sometimes, and we don't like to have hope because we want to see our team prove it. Just because they've let us down so many times. You know we've been to three strip. We were we went to three straight SEC championships. Last time we lost to LSU, didn't get to go last year. It was Florida and Alabama. We're going back this year. We're super excited about it as a fan, but it is really, really, really tough. You know, and like I said, if you told me at the beginning of the season that Georgia was going to be 12-0 and going into the SEC championship and clinching the East by like week 9 or 10, I would have told you you're crazy. There's no way. We got to get at least one regular season loss somewhere. But our boys have stood up and they've played great, and I'm super proud of them. And I'm proud to be a Georgia fan, you know, whether, you know, lose or tie Win, lose, or tie. I'm a dog van till I die. I bleed black and red, baby. Like, go freaking dogs. Mm-hmm. As an analyst, this game is going to be really, really good, I think. But honestly, I'm going to let you go first before I give my an- before I give my analysis. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at an Alabama team who throughout the season has proven that, you know, their first halves have been, you know, we don't know who plays their first halves, to be honest. It's not an Alabama team, to be certain. But, you know, their second halves, they've they've tend to, you know, come out in the second half, whether they're down or they're just having a bad 
game and they come out and they show us, hey, we're still Alabama. We're still a Nick Saban run team. We still have a, a, a good quarterback. We have great wideouts, a good running back. And our defense is going back to the typical Alabama defense, maybe not to where they used to be in years past, but still. You're also looking at a Georgia team who it's really it's really weird. I mean, I've said this before. Who's going to start the game? JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett? You know, we've had we've seen Stetson Bennett throughout the season. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's a lot better than last season. But the last time he faced Alabama, Georgia was up and they ended up choking the game in the second half. Stetson Bennett is also short for a quarterback. So we're looking at who's going to play quarterback because you got JT Daniels, who's a great quarterback, is a decent size and could beat Alabama by his arm, but he's not, you know, a dual threat quarterback like Stetson Bennett is. Mm-hmm. Georgia's defense defense is great. Uh, at wideout, they have George Pickens back. Maybe not full minutes as they want, but limited time. I mean, he played a little bit in Georgia Tech just to kind of get get him in there. Um, not a whole lot of time because it was cold. They didn't want to risk re-injury. Georgia's a great team. Alabama has had some questions along the way. You got two great coaches, two, one great defense, and one, it can be there. You got a full game team versus a second half team. Georgia has to play the full game against Alabama. They can't play not to lose. They have to play. They have to step on Alabama's throat like they've been doing everybody's this season, minus Clemson, because they couldn't score an offensive touchdown. Um, I think Georgia wins this. I've been saying this all season. Granted, Jimbo Fisher ruined it, <laughs> but I still think Kirby Smart is uh, at least the next uh, Alabama Nick Saban assistant to uh, beat Nick Saban. Yeah. And looking at it from an analysis perspective after a fan perspective, Alabama, now they didn't have Jamison Williams for most of the second half, Mm -hmm. but their offense could barely stand up to Auburn's defense. Mm -hmm. Alabama has had some really close calls this year. They almost lost to Auburn. Mm -hmm. They kept it close to LSU. Mm -hmm. They kept it really close against Arkansas. Too close. I mean, and that's a team that Georgia beat Arkansas Mm -hmm. 37-0. Georgia beat Auburn. 34 to 10. I mean, this is, I mean, if you, if Bryce Young does not show up, and I've been saying this, the kid is young. Mm-hmm. If you show up, I mean, we technically have home field advantage because it's in Atlanta. It's an hour from Athens. It's three and a half hours from Tuscaloosa. When you go in, when he goes into places that are loud and yelling, he does not do well. He played great and he kept his head cool, you know, mm-hmm. to have that final drive come down the field and winning against Auburn. But, you know, is he going to be able to do that in a really big championship game against the number one team in the country? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, Georgia. We have to play the entire game. And we have been seeing Kirby do that a lot this year. Obviously, in games like UAB and Charleston Southern, we slow down, send in the backups, let them go out there and just, you know, get reps. We've shut out Arkansas. We shut out, we almost shut out Missouri. We shut out Georgia Tech with backups. <laughs> and we shut out. Vanderbilt Mm -hmm. it's going to be crazy all right we can play really really well if we can play the entire 60 minutes Kirby has been doing a great job this year he's been one of the smartest coaches in college football this year 
and he's been doing everything right. If he can go into a big game and do the exact same thing, pound the freaking pavement, and play the game for the whole 60 minutes, we can do this, and I think we will. Mm-hmm. Now, to answer your question about who's going to play, I think we need to actually do a dual quarterback situation here. JT Daniels has a really good arm. So I think that if we can have the... I think if we can have the def- the Al- I think if we can have the Alabama defense running after those like wide out you know great thrown balls downfield for like the entire first half and then st- send Stetson Bennett in there in the second half to run all over him because he can actually run then we can tire out their defense and we can go that way. I will also say too though Georgia has to start out being explosive. We can't do no baby plays. I mean we got to start out throwing. We got to get out there and we got to play because even Alabama's passing defense is not that good. Go back and watch the Arkansas game. KJ Jefferson was able to get so many passes downfield, dude. It was insane. Like, I, I think mean, Georgia's going to win this, and I think it, I think it's going to be convincingly. I think it's going to be around thirty-one to seventeen. I mean, you're looking at an Alabama Auburn game in which TJ Finley threw all over Alabama for oh, a yeah. good bit until he got injured. Then you know, all of a sudden, he's almost throwing three interceptions back to back to back. My biggest thing about Georgia is genuinely, I don't want to see JT Daniels in the game. Really. For one reason and one reason only. Dual threat. I can understand putting him in the game oh, for yeah. a little bit. But the whole two two quarterback game, you're telling him what you're doing, yeah. essentially. Okay, he's either gonna rely on the running back or he's gonna drop pat drop back and pass. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, with Stetson Bennett in the game, granted, yes, he is a yeah. small quarterback. You know, he's he's, he's proven accurate. to have he's, he's accurate. accurate. He's got a good arm. He, he's proven that he's had struggles with Alabama. Sure. He was young when he faced Alabama yeah. for the first time and almost beat them. And that was all down to play calls by the coaches. Stetson Bennett is more likely to be the quarterback to beat Alabama than JT Daniels, which sucks for Georgia fans because, <laughs> you know, y'all went all in on JT Daniels. And all of a sudden... And all of a sudden, the dude that you know y'all gave up on essentially last season is the one carrying you to a championship title, most likely. Which is pretty awesome, though. I mean, and I've been saying, you know, I mean, I've been saying the last couple of weeks. You know, I said all season I think it needs to be JT, but Stetson has proved me wrong, and I really think that he is QB one, and it's because of that dual threat. Yeah, I mean, the man, like, I, and I said, like against Tennessee, there was plays where if it was JT Daniels, he would have just taken the sack, but Stetson. That man got out of the pocket, ran, and you know, ran for touchdowns. And he's really good at that. And like you said, he's a lot better than he was last year. You know, and I'm excited to see how he does against Alabama. And I do want to say that the one thing I am nervous about with Alabama is Jamison Williams and our passing defense. Because we yeah. we because this year we are better. We are better at passing defense. But man than we is have. fast. Yeah. But the man is fast, and he's big. Mm-hmm. And you got Mechie also. Mechie, I'm not worried about as much as Jameson because James is just really fast. We you also in, got Bolden. I think mm-hmm. that's his name. Like, but Bama's got wide yeah. receivers, and that's where we need to be focusing because their run game is not that strong, and our run game defense is really strong. So we really need to be focusing on the pass rush and and making sure that we have safeties out there that can cover the wideouts. And I really hope George Pickens makes a big impact in this game like I think he's going to. So, And I honestly think that if we can get past Alabama, I think we can win the whole thing. So, Moving on now. We're going to talk about the college football playoff. What? 
because it's kind of insane this year. We don't know like we brought up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go ahead and just list off the top 10 and talk about it a little bit. Of course, number one, Georgia makes perfect sense. Uh, only undefeated. Oh, the only undefeated power five team. Power five. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number two, Michigan. This makes sense because Alabama's also one loss at number three and Michigan's one loss. But Michigan has that top four win against Ohio State, mm-hmm. which is insane because Ohio State's not bad. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they just their offense is young. Yeah. So uh, number four, Cincinnati. Uh, this makes sense for right now because they're undefeated. Uh, but not really because number five is Oklahoma State, and I think Oklahoma State should be in the top four based on strength of schedule. Oklahoma State has a win against Baylor. They have a win against Iowa State, Oklahoma. I'm at it. I feel like there's no question about it that Oklahoma State should be above Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's at four only because of you know that undefeated season, and you know I think the committee is kind of trying to make it up to people from last season. And they're trying to be like, no, we're fair. But to be completely honest, Cincinnati versus Oklahoma State, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati won't win all those games. They might win one or two, but not all of them. So Oklahoma State is a better team. I don't I just don't agree with it. And coming in at Notre six, an interesting development, uh, Notre Dame who is now without a head coach coming into the playoffs. Yeah, and man really said, oh, playoff contention? Cool, I don't want to get blown out. Let me leave real quick. And that's our official position. There's been a lot of people saying that Notre Dame deserves to be here, and I would say no. I still think that Ohio State deserves to be ranked over Notre Dame. I mean, I, I can agree with that. Every time Notre Dame has gone to the playoffs, they've gotten smoked. Yeah. They all, they didn't even score a touchdown against Clemson in 18. Yeah. And then couldn't even score, only scored a touchdown against Alabama in 2020. Yep. So, uh, it, yeah, Notre Dame doesn't have good history in the playoffs, kind of like Oklahoma. Uh, just never won a game in the playoffs, which is cool. The only difference, though, is that Oklahoma did not get blown out every time. Not every it got time, blown no. out twice. It got blown out by Clemson. It got blown out by Alabama. By Alabama. And it was a close game against Georgia. And then, yeah, very close game. And then they got blown out by LSU. Yeah. 62 to They just haven't faced the <laughs> no. best team. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like number one versus Oklahoma. It's like they're just standing there like crap. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Oklahoma State should be over Cincinnati. Notre Dame should probably be under Ohio State, especially with, you know, this – new head coach situation in mm-hmm. which he left for a different team, which is interesting after denying that he would leave. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss at number eight seems pretty interesting. Uh, that's, that's what I didn't agree with. And I listened to because Baylor's at number nine and Oregon's at number 10 and they, you know, they dropped Baylor below Ole Miss and they were like, well, yeah, we just like the way that Ole Miss controlled that game, you know, with all the cowbells ringing at Mississippi State. And I'm like, okay. But it's Mississippi State. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, they're 7-4 and four now. I'm like, Baylor. Baylor yeah, did yeah. not play the best game. I will give them that. They did not play the best game. But I don't know. Baylor over Ole Miss, I would have to pick Baylor. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. And we but like Ole Miss. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like I told you. I mean, we were talking about this when we were doing our way early or way like early top 25 mm-hmm. back in season one. And I was like, I'm telling you, man, Ole Miss is going to be really good. So it is. it makes me happy to see them finish in the top 10, but I don't see them at number eight. It does not make sense to me. Yeah, I can see them at nine or 10. Well, nine, because I, I 
I don't like Oregon over Ole Miss, but uh, yeah, it's just an interesting thought process from the committee. Um, maybe some SEC favoritism. Who knows? I have no. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's but, that's yeah. an old topic. But that, here's some uh, scenarios that we have to look at because this is going to be kind of interesting when we get into it. Let's mess with your head a yeah. little bit. So Georgia loses. They probably drop to number four. Maybe even three. Maybe. Michigan loses. They're probably going to drop out. If Alabama loses, they're going to drop out. If Cincinnati loses, they're going to drop out. Oklahoma State, same thing. So that's going to be crazy. If, But we've been saying Alabama is kind of the cornerstone here, kind of the keystone. Mm-hmm. Because if Alabama drops out, then Cincinnati and Oklahoma State, they slide up, considering mm-hmm. Michigan wins as well. Uh, if figuring out, figuring that everybody but Alabama wins out, if Alabama wins, then there's only two spots left because Georgia's not going to drop out and they're not going to drop out Michigan. If they are able to win, then they'll stay in. And if since he's able to win, I don't know if it depends if since he wins, they're in unless Oklahoma state wins, then Oklahoma state's probably going to jump them. If Georgia went or if, uh, Alabama wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think with the college football playoffs, the safest, 100% Georgia's in the playoffs, no doubt. Yeah. Everybody else, it's still in the air. You're looking at Michigan, who they need to win or else they're out. Alabama, they have to win and able to stay in or they're out. Cincinnati, of course they have to win or else they're out. But granted, if they win, they still have a chance of being knocked out. And that's why the SEC Championship was our game of the week, because the SEC Championship really decides the rest of the playoffs, yep. considering Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State all win their championship games. Yeah, and you know, Notre Dame, most likely not going to be in the playoffs, only because, guess what? They decided to be an independent team again. If they would have been in the ACC... If they would have been in the yeah. ACC, they would be in the ACC Championship right now. Oh, I agree, yeah. So... Which is weird to say. I don't know who they would face necessarily. Probably, well, they I'd didn't prob- play a full say ACC game. I'd probably say Pitt. Yeah, it, it it would be. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know who would win that game either. They played a lot of teams on the in the in the Pac-12 this year, which is crazy. Yeah, they did. Um, and Ohio, a lot of Group of Fives. Ohio State is pretty much. They're pretty much set out. I think. I think it's really within the top six, but I mean, Ohio State very small, small chance that they get in, but they still have a slight chance. I mean, it's like 2%. 2%. We, we know Oklahoma, they're out for sure. Yeah, Baylor could game. make it in. Baylor could make it in, but I they need a out of lot rest, to happen. Yeah. Out of out of the teams un, under the top six, Baylor has the best chance. This is what Baylor would need. They would need Georgia to win, Michigan to lose, Cincinnati to lose, Oklahoma State to lose. That's what they would need. They would need every single team in the top five mm-hmm. to lose except for Georgia. I mean, yeah, because... They would be beating Oklahoma State, who's number five. Cincinnati would be out. Baylor, quite honestly, Baylor could be number four, even if Cincinnati wins. Yes, but is Michigan really going to lose to Iowa? Is Cincinnati really going to lose to Houston? And is Oklahoma State really going to lose to Baylor? Uh, the last Oklahoma State-Baylor game was very close. It was. It was a very close game. Mid-season. Ba- mid-season. Baylor almost won, but you know come back from Oklahoma State as per usual. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati versus Houston, I honestly don't know. I think Cincinnati will win it, but yeah. who knows with Houston. Michigan versus Iowa, you really don't know either. It's a battle of the defenses and, you know, whose offense will show up. So who knows? 
Yeah. Iowa could have four interceptions. Michigan State could have four interceptions. Nobody knows. Yeah, it, it's just it's going to be crazy because you so much depends. I mean, like like we've been saying, I mean, basically every team in the top four and the top five needs Alabama to lose on Saturday, and then that's it. And then Michigan got to have a win or they're out. Cincinnati got to have a win or they're out. Oklahoma State, they lose their bid if they if they lose. Mm-hmm. So, But we are going to choose our top four, who we think is going to make it, each one of us. But first... We're going to get into the conference championships review. We're going to look at these games. We're going to think who's going to win, and then we'll make our final four from there. So first up on Friday, this is the rematch. The boring game. This is a two-week-old rematch. Yeah. Pac-12 championship, number 10, Oregon, versus 17, Utah, at 8 p.m. This is insane. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think at the beginning of the season, we said Oregon was going to be in this, but we didn't know who was going to be the other team. We we were up against, you know, Utah, UCLA. I thought it was going to be USC, but they just crapped the bed the entire yeah, season. So. Speaking hey, of USC. I called it a season early yeah, last season. You did. <laughs> Speaking of USC, uh, hello, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> yeah. But besides that, um, I mean, Utah, they have a good defense. Their offense isn't the most amusing. Meanwhile, Oregon, they're here and there. You know, their defense is good, but their offense is very spotty, you know. If you stop the run, you pretty much stopped Oregon. So it just depends on if Utah can do the same thing they did last time or if Oregon can make the right adjustments in order to work around the results of what happened last game. So um, this is a tough one. Uh, But I got to say Oregon's going to end up coming back and uh, taking the second game against Utah. That's tough. Because I'm gonna say Oregon too. Yeah, I think they're looking for that rematch. I think that Utah caught them off guard. They're not. They're gonna be in a neutral site this time, so it's not just gonna be you know at Utah with a bunch of screaming fans at you. So there really is no home field advantage. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say Oregon wins this. All right, moving on to Saturday now, the Big Twelve Championship, number nine Baylor versus five Oklahoma State at 12 p.m. Yeah, I mean midseason rematch. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of rematches in a sense this season um so you know it's tough like i said earlier baylor almost won the game against oklahoma state mid-season but you know oklahoma state came back and won it um both teams need the win in order for well in order to make yeah. yeah in order to make the playoffs and have a good reason why they should be in the playoffs exactly like we said baylor basically needs every team except for georgia in the top five to lose and oklahoma state they have to have bama lose in order to have a playoff lock so. i mean even if nobody lost in the top four and baylor just won i still think baylor has a better reason to be in the top four than cincinnati i'd probably say the same thing yeah but um you know this one's a tough one, but there are some things I saw out of last week's Baylor game that I didn't like that haven't been happening all season till that game. Um, yeah, they had a great game against Oklahoma. Where's Oklahoma now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they followed up with a, a sketchy game. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I got to pick Oklahoma State here. Great defense. Their offense really showed up last week. So... <laughs> Indeed. I, I don't see why not. And I said last week, you picked Oklahoma, I picked Oklahoma State. I, I said o- this close. I know, but I said <laughs> Oklahoma State because it's going to win because of the defense. If you go back and look at, at, at Bedlam, 
the only reason that Oklahoma got so far ahead of Oklahoma State is because of a lot of offensive miscues. So it wasn't even the defense's fault. The defense is honestly the reason they won that game, mm-hmm. right? Special teams was a, was a disaster. So was the offense on running at times. So and like two or three interceptions. So yeah, only it was, two or three. It was the it was the offense that did them bad. Yeah, the defense, however, stood up and they're the reason they won that game. Like I just said. So I'm gonna go Oklahoma State here. I think Oklahoma State has a better defense than Baylor. And I think that that's going to make the difference. And I think that they'll be able to make those adjustments from last week so those things don't happen. Because Warren is a really good quarterback, great dual threat quarterback. Oh, yeah. So I think that he's going to be running all over them. So I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, definitely. This this championship game is very fun to watch all the time. Oh, for sure. All right. Next up, the only reason this is the only group of five championship that we have in here that we're going to talk about today, but it's because it's AAC championship 21 Houston versus four Cincinnati at 4 p.m. Uh, they have the same thing as Oklahoma State. They need Bama to lose, and they have to have a win in order to keep their spot. Because right now, if Bama loses, like I said, only two spots. And like you said, Oklahoma State's probably going to jump Cincinnati with a win in the Big 12 championship. So, um, But with Cincinnati and Houston, I mean, Houston's had some pretty good wins. They knocked off SMU, um, but nothing special. Cincinnati played really well against Notre Dame midseason. They've had some struggles, too. I mean, this is kind of the game of struggle teams <laughs> yeah sort of but i say cincinnati still wins this i don't see houston winning this yeah i think cincinnati wins it anyway anyways i mean houston sure they're they're progressing back to where they used to be uh, a few years ago i think before the college football playoffs existed but um you know i don't think they're there uh, smu congratulations like the smu win congratulations i mean i think <laughs> they win that every year they always upset smu yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Cincinnati, they've, they beat Notre Dame, but you know, they struggled against, um, against Navy in which Notre Dame destroyed Navy. Uh, they've just been struggling all season and I don't know what's happening, but you know, they really need to win and they really need Alabama to lose in order to make sure they're in the playoffs. But Indeed. I think Cincinnati wins. Moving up next. The Big Ten Championship, number two, Michigan, and number 13, Iowa, at 8 p.m. Big things here. Michigan, they have to win this game. Like, all these teams, they have to win. And if they don't win, Ohio State could possibly jump back over them. Not into the playoffs. You don't think but, so? No, Ohio State wouldn't be able to jump back into the playoffs. There's no way Ohio State makes it in the playoffs. I mean, there's a, like, 2% chance, yeah. like we said earlier. But there's no way. A yeah. two-loss Ohio State team versus, you know, the Oklahoma State Baylor winner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cincinnati, um, Georgia. I honestly, I honestly think even if Michigan loses the Big Ten championship, depending on how close, they could probably still make it in. If it's a close game, they could still come in at four. Yeah. But, you know, uh, a, a big defensive matchup, as I said earlier, you know, Iowa been having some rough games as of recent, uh, and then Michigan, It's like they had it so all much. and then lost it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Iowa was at this number two spot. And they lost to Purdue. And they lost to Purdue. And, you know, Michigan's now at this number two spot. And, you know, I was probably seeing that number two and kind of seeing red, but I don't think it makes a difference. I think Michigan's offense will outperform uh, Iowa's offense by a mile. Um, Iowa's defense. Haskins, bro. Oh, yeah. Hassan Haskins. Oh, my gosh. Very good. Not as good as Kenneth Walker III. But still. But he's really good. Oh, yeah. Uh but, you know, Iowa, they could have a better defense than Michigan, don't get me wrong, but their offense has not 
had any production whatsoever, whether that's on the ground or in the air. If anything, that's what's hurt them this entire season. So I think Michigan wins this. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it's going to even be a close game. Yeah, no shot Iowa wins this. Michigan's got this. I don't see them. Like, a lot of people were like, no, nah, like, Iowa still got a chance. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, you always have a chance. You got to play the game. That's why you play the game. Like, you can't just count them out. But, like, Michigan played really, really well against one of the top passing defenses in the country. And if they play like that against Iowa and Harbaugh has his head on straight going to that game, plays super mature like he did in that game i mean this is his first big yeah. 10 championship yeah this is it's gonna be good for sure I, I don't i wouldn't say that there's no chance iowa wins the game but i i still think there's a chance but very slight yeah like 10 percent, maybe maybe <laughs> all right moving on the last championship this week stupid 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 <laughs> acc championship number 15 pit versus 16 wake forest at 8 p.m it's just wanted to note, this is the first, not to rub it in his face, just to say it, this is the first time since 2015 that Clemson has not been a part of the ACC championship. These teams are stupid. <laughs> Wake Forest and NC State should have purposely lost, only because Pitt it would have smacked them both. Clemson versus Pitt would have been a better game for the rematch. Yeah. And, you know, Clemson with their offense actually rolling as of recent, ever since that Pittsburgh game, their offense has been rolling. Um, it would have been a better game. It would have been a closer game. But because Wake Forest, every time they face a good defense, I think the only time they faced a good defense and, you know, put up a good game was NC State. Uh, but that was a close game. Uh, Wake Forest couldn't perform against Clemson's defense. They could not. First quarter, they had under 10 yards. Mm -hmm. They're one of the top 10 offenses in the league. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh has a really good defense. Their offense, it's spotty, but Kenny Pickett. He's the man, dude. He, he's, he's, he, he's still in Heisman running. He's a Heisman contender. I think Pittsburgh wins this outright. I think Wake Forest will put up a fight towards the end. But I think that Pittsburgh def Pittsburgh's defense, especially in the uh, in the first half, will put up a bigger fight than Wake Forest can handle. Their offensive Wake Forest's offensive line is just when they put up against a, a front four that's actually good. They have not performed well at all. I mean, even against UNC. So yeah, we have been agreeing on like every game today, and mm -hmm. we will agree that we're we are both going to either go six and zero or zero and six or whatever. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I think Pitt wins for the exact same reasons. I don't think that Wake is going to even with their offense is going to be able to upset Pitt. Pitt's mm -hmm. because, like you said, they have Kenny Pickett. The defense is going to do the same exact thing that they did to Clemson. I mean, it's gonna it's not gonna be good. I think I, I think they win this by a mile. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think. Even if it was NC State, I think NC State would have been smacked by Pittsburgh. I think Wake Forest is going to get smacked. The only team in the ACC who could have put up a fight in, in this game in, their, in the condition that they're in now is Clemson. So with that being said, with all of our winners chosen now, the Final Four, who's the Final Four for you going to be? With all the winners that we pick now. I mean, well, of course, we're picking Georgia. So mm -hmm. Georgia wins. So Alabama's out. We picked Michigan. Michigan's in. 
we picked Oklahoma State. So yeah, I mean, we kind of said it yeah, earlier. I mean, Georgia, it's Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Michigan, Michigan, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Yeah, I don't think Cincinnati moves up to three only because Oklahoma State will have a already has a better resume, but with a win against a number nine Baylor. Now, if Baylor wins, though, just going against our pick, if Baylor wins, Cincinnati could see a number three spot and Baylor at number four only because of the position that they're in right now. Assuming Georgia wins, yeah. Assuming Georgia wins. But, yeah. Again, just so many freaking different scenarios. This this college football season is wild. I mean, you look at the 19th season, and you knew. You knew it was going to be LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. In 2020, you knew it was going to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, like this year, it's like, who is going to be almost in? none like, of what's them are happening? There. Like, yeah. what is going to happen? Like, there's like, just so many things. It's like, okay, if this team loses, then they're out. If this team loses, they're out. If this team wins, they're in. I mean, it's just all over the place. So many different scenarios. I mean, this season, there, there's most likely going to be uh, three brand new teams into the college football playoffs who mm-hmm. have never been in the playoffs before. In the top four right now, the only team, okay, assuming if you know if our top four is right, and it's Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, and Cincinnati, only one of those teams has been in the college football playoff before, and it was Georgia. one time, and we lost. So yeah. we're out for blood. <laughs> yeah, and you know I'm sure Cincinnati does not want to be that number four spot mm-hmm. if they make the playoffs. I definitely think that they want to be that number three spot, not because it's a better chance. I don't of think winning, anybody wants to face Georgia, but Georgia. I mean, Whoever faces Georgia ends up, you know, their whole franchise goes to smithereens. Mm-hmm. Like, you see people with undefeated seasons, all of a sudden, they're not in the top 25. Yeah. So, I don't know. Absolutely. So, that is our podcast. And uh, it's been a really interesting season. We're Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you've been here, you know, if you're new, thank you again for checking us out. Please don't forget to go vote on the TBD Sportscast College Football Award Show voting. Link in our bio on our Instagram in the description of this YouTube video. Please go vote. Just so you know, we will only have this episode this week and an episode next week. We will be taking a couple weeks off for break. Yeah. And then we'll be back for the College Football Awards show, and we'll be back for the New Year's Bowl games. Yeah. that That's, wow, that's crazy to think. We've gone 15 episodes so far. So thank you all for sticking with us and listening. It's been awesome to do like a whole season, because season one, we started halfway through. So, but yeah, that is our podcast. Thank you for listening. Just And just always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. We just want you to know that there is a father in heaven who loves you, who wants to have a relationship with you, who wants to love you intimately and deeply and get to know you. If you ever have any questions about that or just need to talk or need prayers, you can always hit us up on our Instagram DMs. You can hit us up on Facebook. Leave a comment on this video. We will always get back to you. We'll always talk to you. We'll always pray with you because we're praying for you and we love our listeners and we're so thankful for them. We will see you right back here next Friday. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Later. Later.